you're not alone. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Salt Mines X-Wing podcast, a podcast dedicated to the backbone of the X-Wing community. I'm your host, Sailor Joe, and uh, today we're going to show some love to CIS. But before we do that, let's go ahead and hit our first segment. List building with Joe. And this week we're going to look at the resistance. Um, I wanted to kind of look at some different things that I think may or may not be competitive, depending on uh, what you're looking at. There's a lot of uh, uh, alpha out there, but um, what if you could get in and out really quickly? So with uh, with that being said, we've got Heroes of Hope Poe. With heroic, elusive R4 and proton torpedoes. Covenel with heroic, jamming beam, Leia Organa and R4 astromech. Kazudo with notorious, contraband cybernetics, shield upgrade, and Kaz's fireball. And Tim and Wesley with heroic M9G8, spare parts canister, jamming beam, and integrated S foils. So the idea behind this is, um, Everyone kind of does their own thing, so to speak. Um, Kova can slow roll in and uh, support anyone that she wants. And Poe, Kaz, and uh, Temen can group together if you want. Or they can spread out and um, just be mobile. So anyway, that's the list. Uh, be sure to check it out on our Discord and uh, post any um, any corrections that you might have to the list. I'm curious to see what you all come up with. Maybe I'll feature it in next week's list building with Joe. All right, let's move on to the next segment. AMG Rules for and the first question of this week is Han Solo Rebel Pilot Clarification. OP. Does Han Solo Rebel Pilot trigger his reroll ability every time you roll dice? Like when you use C3PO, Lando, and R2D2. For example, if you spend one calculate to use C3PO's ability and you call one evade result, but roll none, can you use Han Solo's ability to try and get the de- desired result? Answer. Yes. Han Solo Rebel Modified YT-1300 triggers his reroll ability every time you roll dice. This applies to Lando Calrissian crew and R2-D2 crew. Note, however, that C-3PO crew triggers only off of rolls and not rerolls, so the inter- interaction you describe is not valid. Next question, Plasma and Hate, OP. A hit is scored with plasma torpedoes against the ship with Hate. Does the target get a force G regen for the shield removed before the rest of the damage is allocated? Answer from the rules reference. If an affix says that a ship loses a shield or loses shields, has that ship suffered damage? Answer No. While suffering damage doesn't cause a ship to lose shields, if applicable, If an effect causes a ship to lose one or more shields directly, it has not suffered damage. Next question. 
Shaft Jam Ownership, OP. In a post on November 7th, D said that when a ship overlaps an electro chaff cloud, the owner of the ship chooses what token is removed by the jam. The rules reference states that the players who affect cause the ship to gain the jam token chooses which green token or lock is broken. So in this case, is D or the rules reference right? Answer. Both. As electro-traffic clouds have been deemed to be nearly, neither friendly nor enemy, the players who overlaps the cloud caused the ship to gain the jam token. Next one. Does Worldwind need to remove jam tokens to gain focus tokens? OP. Worldwind reads, before you engage, you may remove any number of jam tokens, then you may gain one focus token for each enemy ship that has you in its front arc. Do you have to remove jam tokens to be able to gain focus tokens, or can you use the ability even if you're not jammed? Answer. No. Whirlwind's tie whisper ability consists of two separate clauses. One, you may remove any number of jam tokens. Then, two, you may gain one focus token for each enemy ship that has you in its front arc. You may resolve neither one or both of those clauses. Next question. Phobomber system phase boost. OP. The Phobomber has a red boost on its action bar. The ship ability has an ability that allows a system phase boost. Shouldn't the boost be red action as per the action bar? Answer. No. Some ship abilities have action headers. These are called ship ability actions. These actions are not on a ship's action bar. The TIE SE Bomber's ship ability boost is white and discrete from the red boost on the action bar. And the last question will read, Mines, fuses, moving through, and overlapping. OP. As I understand things, if a mine has a fuse placed on it, the first ship to overlap or move through the mine, the fuse would be removed, and the mine would not detonate. However, what if a ship moved through the mine, but stopped short, such that it came to rest with the base overlapping the mine as well. In this case, would the mine be moved through and overlapped as part of the same move? Does the mine detonate in that case, where the moving through the mine removes the fuse, but the in position with the overlap caused the mine then to detonate? Answer, from the rules reference. Question, how do fuse markers, page 11, interact with mines? Answer, if a ship would move through and or overlap a fuse mine. One fuse marker is removed from the mine and does not detonate even if the ship remains physically on top of the mine after the fuse marker is removed. The and or clause covers the situation. The fuse marker is removed and the mine does not detonate. Okay, and um, I'm going to add another segment in here and it's not one that uh, I, well, I don't know if we'll be doing every week. But in the Discord, there is a um, channel called Questions for Joe. And uh, last week, there was a question from one of our listeners that says, Do you think we will see an electro-chaff cloud meta? And um, I, I kind of answered that. Um, but I think what we're going to see more than electro-chaff cloud meta is we're going to see a... Um, a meta 
more based on removing target locks and or um, anything that have to do with uh, jamming or jamming-like effects. I think clouds are definitely in there. I think um, the high initiative tie whispers are going to be in there. Um, gas clouds, ions, um, those type of things that um, remove lock tokens from your your enemy, I think, will be in there. Um, what are your thoughts? Do you think uh, you think I'm right, or do you think the meta is going to shift elsewhere? All right, uh, let's go ahead and get into the topic for the day. Um, a couple episodes back, I did an episode focusing on competitive scum lists. And I wanted to do the same for CIS because I noticed that uh, they're they're in a in a similar boat where people are having a hard time kind of wrapping what a competitive CIS list is. And uh, certainly, you can look at List Fortress at some major tournaments and see what the high ranking um, CIS lists are. But I wanted to kind of cover some other going going back to that. Um, there were list archetypes that were competitive in the past that I think have the potential to still be competitive in the future. And uh, so I wanted to, to kind of go over some, some different lists that I think can do that. So without further ado, um, let's start with, uh, I call this one the Devil's Trade. So it's uh, Django Fett with Slave One, Veteran Tail Gunner, Notorious, Jamming Beam, General Grievous, Proximity Mines, False Transponder Codes, and Shield Upgrade. Sunfac with Ensnare, Graphitic Deflection, and Predator. And two Bombardment Drones with Seismic Charges, Connor Nets, and Independent Calculations. As well as Landing Struts. Next, we have the CIS Double Tap. And this is Zam Wessel with Savage Opress, Notorious, Slave One, False Transponder Codes, Veteran Tail Gunner, Ion Bombs, Darth Maul with Proton Torpedoes, Hate, General Grievous, and the Scimitar title, and a Bombardment Drone with Struts, Seismics, Connor Nets, and Independent Calculations. Then this archetype kind of goes back even farther, and it's um, Grievous and a Swarm. So it's Grievous with Outmaneuver and Pervium Plating and Solus One. Three Bombardment Drones with Struts, Proximity Mines, and Independent Calculations. DFS-081 with Discord Missiles and Independent Calculations and Struts. And two Separatist Drones with Independent Calculations, Struts, and Discord Missiles. Next, we've got the Doomba Squad. Uh, four of these uh, were successful, uh, even seeing up to five be successful, um, but five no longer fit. So let's look at four and what that list might look like now. So we start with DGS-286 with Repulsor Lift Stabilizers, K2B4, General Grievous, Ion Torpedoes, Proximity Mines, a and then three Separatist Predators, all of them kind of kitted out a little bit differently. 
Uh, all of them have Discord missiles and stabilizers. Um, one has the Dark One probe droids. The other has cluster mines. And the last one has Connor nets. And um, you can kind of see um, they can get those locks to kind of do what they need to do. K2B4 is going to allow them to be extra defensive and spend that calculate to uh, add an evade result, which could keep them around a little bit longer. And then the last one that I wanted to talk about is the old tried and true uh, Seer Swarm. So we have Captain Seer with TA-175 and Impervium Plating, two Halchor Prototype Vultures with Grappling Struts and Energy Shell Charges, DFS-081 with Grappling Shots, Struts, and Energy Shell Charges, two Bactoid Prototype Hyenas with Landing Struts, Fire Control, Discord Missiles, and Energy Shell Charges, and a Techno Union Bomber with the Dark One Probe Droid. So it gives you uh, six ships to fly along with Seer. Uh, if your opponent gets any kills, they get all the calculates to go around and activate his ability for that uh, near-infinite crack shot. So um, you'll notice that I didn't spend a whole long time really going into each list and, and how I'd fly it. Um, what I would recommend you do is if any one of these lists or archetypes kind of uh, strike your fancy is go back to the historical tapes, uh, either Gold Squadron's YouTube or some of the other ones, and look at what these archetypes did and how they were flown in in the past and you're going to fly them uh, in a very similar manner and then if you look at the data what you're going to see is that there's some variations on these that uh, that are out there for example you could fly uh, three of the uh, gunships with general grievous that was a successful list for a while um uh, there was uh, General Grievous with a bunch of Nantex, although I don't know if that still fits. Uh, let's see, what does a base Nantex cost now? Um, four. So you could get... Well, I mean, you could still get five Nantex, but you don't get um, the Nantex with Ensnare. So that's something to definitely look at and, and consider uh, because we know that that was uh, a successful ar archetype in the past. <coughs> and that's really all I'm doing in this is I want to look at the data and see what's successful in the past. Uh, I think with our Alpha Strike meta that's out here, um, that we're kind of just now seeing the the first outlines of what the meta might be. Um, I think it's important to go back and look because there's been Alpha Strike has been a meta monster in the past. 
That's not new. And there were, and the meta developed counters to that. And I think we're going to see that in the coming tournaments. But more importantly than um, looking to the past, I think, how, how do I want to say this? Where do I want to go? Um, it's important to remember that the meta, whatever it is, is a constantly changing thing. It's with each new iteration of X-Wing that we've seen, um, the less and less stagnant the game becomes and the more and more fluid it moves. Um, so I don't think that we'll see a solved meta. I just, I don't, I don't think it's, it's going to come about because AMG has been quick to update points in addition to uh, making changes against meta monsters and uh, releasing out new products that um, coincide with ups updated rules points. The game is, and I know this is going to kind of be an unpopular opinion, but I think the game's in a pretty healthy state right now. And, you know, like, I guess you just have to like playing the game. Well, I mean, you don't have to like it, but... If it's something that you enjoy, then um, I, I guess for me the big thing is, like even list building is, it's a challenge. Um, it's a puzzle to be solved, and I want to do my best to solve it. And I, I hope the game's the same way for you. I really do. All right, um, I'm going to be just, it was, uh, my, my grandma's funeral was this past weekend. I am emotionally drained after having spent 17 hours in the car yesterday. Um, I think this is all that I can manage to get out right now. So thank you very much for listening. If you've made it this far, uh, please consider leaving a review, however, uh, you consume this podcast. It really means a lot to me. Join the Discord. Ask me questions in there. Reach out. Um, there's a spot for faction discussions, all of that stuff. Um, please join it. Help it grow. Uh, as you know, I like to end every podcast with a question. And this week's question is... What blah, What... Meta Monster, do you think will be next? This is Sailor Joe, signing off. You're not.